welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and in this episode, I am going to do a preview with a special guest uh, who I will introduce in a short while. He is a guest who has appeared on a previous episodes of my podcast and will be on again in this podcast as well. Uh, but we are doing a preview of the Green Bay Packers versus the Indianapolis Colts game, which is on Sunday at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. And this game features the Packers, who are 7-2 and two and first in their division, and the Colts, like I mentioned, who are 6-3 and three in, in first in their division. Overall, uh, total yards, uh, as far as ranks go, Green Bay, 7th offensively, and then defensively, they're ninth, and then Indianapolis is 18th offensively, and then defensively, they're 1st. Indianapolis opened a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They are now a two-point favorite. The Packers have won two in a row, and the Colts have won their last game. As far as a injury report, as we head towards kickoff, the Packers have defensive lineman Montrevious Adams as doubtful. Running back Tyler Irvin out. Quarterback. Kadar Holman, questionable. Wide receiver Alan Lazard, questionable. Safety Will Redmond, questionable. Wide receiver Darius Shepard, questionable. Wide receiver Equinemius St. Brown, questionable. And they also have punter J.K. Scott listed as questionable. And I saw recently that they signed punter Drew Kayser as insurance if Scott can't go. So they are covered there. Uh, no matter what, if Scott is able to go, then he'll punt, and they probably won't need Kayser. But uh, if he's not able to go, they have an insurance uh, as far as a player who can step right in and punt if needed. And then cornerback Kevin King is questionable. And I don't think Kevin King was on the initial injury report earlier in the week uh, that came out in the media. Uh, that the Packers always uh, have, um, or they have it out in the media. But uh, he was recently added uh, late in the week. Uh, so that's a little bit maybe concerning. You could you could say uh, he was close to returning, and we thought that we were getting Kevin King back, and they thought that they were getting him back, but he might be uh, potentially out another game. But hopefully he'll be able to play, but uh, we'll kind of wait and see there. And then wide receiver Devonta Adams was on the injury report earlier in the week, but he isn't anymore as uh, on Friday uh, he was able to uh, uh, get a full practice in. So uh, that's a good sign for Devonte where they could uh, feel confident enough where they could take him off the injury report. And then on the flip side for the Indianapolis Colts, their injury report has Jack Doyle, the tight end, who's questionable. Defensive end, Kamako Ture, who's questionable. Tight end, Noah Tagayai, who is questionable. Tackle, Braden Smith, questionable. And cornerback, Isaiah Rogers, questionable. And looking at both teams' injury reports, they definitely have some key players uh, on it. So Usually the injury report is released an hour and a half before uh, the games in the NFL. So you can kind of, you know, usually the Packers have it where anywhere they have their media. Um, 
and they have it out uh, so you can get it there. And then the Colts too, uh, for any team really, um, you are able to access it and uh, get it that way. So you can see who's in and out ahead of kickoff as far as the players listed on the injury report. And certainly for the Colts, they have, for example, Braden Smith, who's maybe not a tackle who gets like all the pro Bowls or all the, you could say accolades, but he's definitely a really good tackle on his own right and uh, definitely is able to play at a high level. So if he's not able to go, then that'll certainly be um, kind of a, something that'll be uh, a factor for the Colts as far as that goes. And they'll have to have somebody else step in for him and uh, they, they might lose a little bit there at, at uh, offensive line. But uh, we'll see. And then they have some other uh, notable players, Jack Doyle, who's a tight end who's pretty reliable always for them. And then um, the rest of their uh, players on the injury report. And then for the Packers, like, for example, Kevin King will be interesting to see if he can play. Um, and then uh, kind of keep looking. Alan Lazard, he was hurt earlier in the year. Now he's back off IR and he's able to um, be with the team and, and potentially available for games uh, if he's a, able to go. So, uh, It'll be interesting to see if he's able to go get back or they might take the cautious approach with a lot of the players, any team, but the Packers um, more specifically take the cautious approach and play the long game with their players. And they want to make sure, hey, we're probably going to make the playoffs as we do pretty much year in and year out in recent history. I mean, they're always consistently for the most part in the playoffs. So they, they know that, uh, I mean, they have to take care of it on the field and do their job, but more times than not, they're in the playoffs. So they want those players healthy and uh, able to go. So that's a rundown of the overview, the records going in, some of the ranks. And again, for the ranks, there's other ranks too um, for offense and defense, but those are just kind of a, a rank that kind of, I guess you could say encapsulates um, a, a good measuring stick uh, for both teams offensively and defensively. Uh, kind of gives you a good idea of what uh, both teams are as far as that goes. And especially I want to note for the Colts, their defense is really good. It's probably the best in the league this year. It's it's legit. And uh, the Packers will um, have their hands full. That's for sure. A lot of people, and I agree, they think that the Packers, this is their first test, real true test against a really good team. Uh, no offense to the other teams, but I mean, Indianapolis is very good. And then the Packers, for their sake, they are really good on offense. So We'll see how it matches up, but in the next segment, I will welcome in my special guest, and we will get into the recap uh, briefly of the Jaguars game last week, and then we will jump into the nitty-gritty, the kind of meat and potatoes of the game, uh, you could say, as far as the uh, offense, defense, the personnel for both teams, kind of what the uh, game will be uh, featuring. Uh, so that will be coming up. In another episode of Big A Sports Show, stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead in another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Van Handel, and continuing on with a preview of the game coming up on Sunday between the Green Bay Packers and the Indianapolis Colts. That is Sunday, November 22nd of 2020. And as I mentioned in the first segment, I broke down kind of an overview of the game ahead. 
And the game is at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox between the 7-2 Packers and the 6-3 and Colts, both at first in their respective divisions. But now I'll bring in my special guest, uh, Mark Trunk, who is with me for another Packer preview. And uh, Mark, uh, as always, happy to have you with me uh, to talk more uh, Packers as far as the preview for the game ahead. And I will start with your thoughts on the Jaguars recap, kind of make it brief uh, because I want to get moving along to the, the game itself between the Colts, but I figure it's a good idea to at least recap the last game. And then we'll get into the, as I said, uh, so to speak, the meat, the meat and potatoes of the Packers Colts game. So Mark, I will turn it over to you and uh, welcome into another edition of my podcast. Hey Adam, thanks for having me. Yeah. Just a quick recap of the game last week. So I think it was a lot closer than a lot of people would have thought. Uh, definitely the theme after the game was a lack of energy from the Packers, which I think you could, you could, I, I, th- I think I would agree with. They definitely got off to a slow start on offense. And, but you got to give credit to the Jaguars. They do have a lot of talented players and they had a good game plan, especially uh, against the Packers. They stocked up against the run and made the Packers pass on a windy day in Lambeau. There were some nice throws from Aaron Rodgers, though, especially with the throw to MVS on the long touchdown pass, and then the game-winning touchdown to Devontae was a great catch in, and a great catch by Devontae and a great throw by Rodgers. Uh, Packers' defense wasn't too bad. They did get a turnover. Uh, they didn't have a very tough test against Jake Luton and their receiving core with the Jaguars. They're missing LaVisca Chenault. But overall, they only allowed 13 points, so you can't ask for much more from them. Uh, special teams was a disappointing area for the Packers. They gave up that long touchdown return on a punt, and it just seemed like they were behind in field position all game, and J.K. Scott had some uh, bad punts, unfortunately. So, um, you know, not a, not a lot of people think about special teams all the time when it comes to games, but... I think you know it can definitely play a part, especially if you give up a touchdown and one of the and and a punt or a kickoff. So that's what I thought about last week's game. Yeah, I think that uh, you make a great point there, and I kind of mentioned that on a recent episode of my podcast for the uh, preview for the Badger game uh, with another special guest that I had, Nate Van Handel. As far as sometimes special teams, like you alluded to, is uh, not kind of the I guess you could say it, it, it's not a very talked about position or uh, kind of facet of the game, you could say. And uh, definitely if you're missing kicks or you're you're having struggles in the return game as far as covering the returner or anything like that, uh, it really could uh, prove uh, big as far as the outcome of the game and the Packers. Didn't have it where that punt return was a deciding factor as far as they lost because they won 24 to 20. But uh, it definitely is something in a whole host of previous games and, and you know, on any level in football that uh, can make a difference as far as the game uh, going one way or the other. So it was good for the Packers to uh, kind of, despite that, get the win. And uh, I think that it says something about the Jaguars. I mean, they're, a uh, team that has one win. And, uh, I mean, their NFL players are going to be competitive and everything. But uh, some some players 
don't necessarily get up as much as they normally do if they're on a good team for those games. And uh, I mean, within the media, they're going to say all the right things and they're going to say all the uh, kind of things that they're always usually say as far as that goes. And we're, you know, alluding to the fact that they're trying hard and everything, but sometimes they can kind of see the writing on the wall for the season and they're also realistic and, and everything. And they want to put their foot best foot forward, but sometimes a little bit of motivation might, you know, creep in as far as where it, it, it's a little bit lacking, but for the Jaguars credit, they were very uh, competitive in the game. And uh, I mean, they didn't have great quarterback play either. And they were still able to, to hang in there and do a nice job, uh, although they lost. And they're not going to take a moral victory against the Packers as far as the loss because they wanted to win. But uh, they they definitely uh, proved a lot of people wrong, I think us two included, uh, as far as our preview. And a bunch of other people kind of predicted a blowout and everything. And um, I think on paper you can kind of see that, but that's why they play the games. And uh, you, you see who's better in, in the – 60 minutes of football and potentially if there's overtime in any football game, then more than 60 minutes, but uh, you see how it plays out and you, you go out there and play. So good one for the Packers and uh, they move on to the Colts. And one last thing before I jump to the Colts is it's really good to see, although the Packers should have played better than they did last Sunday. It's good to see even in not their best performance, them still able to get it done. And yeah, it was against the, struggling team so you have to factor that in but still even when you don't play your best you're still able to find ways to win so good for the Packers and they move on to the Indianapolis Colts so Mark I'll bring you back in for your starter points on the Colts game on Sunday it'll be a mid-afternoon game like I said at 3 25 p.m central time yeah so just a quick recap of the Colts season this year so they're six and three they're leading the AFC South a little bit different team than maybe what we were used to in years past where the defense has actually been carrying them I think Frank Reich has done a good job with this team um, kind of bringing them back from some tough adversity last year losing Andrew Luck and then having to go to Jacoby Brissett who had some good moments, but they ended up deciding that they wanted to bring in someone else so Philip Rivers is on a, a one-year deal not really sure what the future holds with Rivers and the Colts, but uh, he's been a good uh, veteran presence for them. I, I don't I don't think anyone would say he's a top five quarterback or even top ten quarterback, but he's definitely an upgrade from them last year. Um, and then just kind of going over their personnel on both sides of the ball. So Phillip Rivers is 22nd in quarterback rating this year. He is uh, 15th in yards per attempt. He has been in the league a long time. He's not very mobile in the pocket, but he can definitely make some clutch throws when needed and definitely a good veteran presence for them. He's seen it all against you know all the NFL defenses. And something to note as well, he did have a lot of success against Mike Penton's defense last year when he was with the Chargers. And then, um, so that's kind of a snapshot on River season. As far as the running backs, the Colts imply uh, the – they have a running back by committee with Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, and Naeem Hines. So all of them are actually under four yards per carry this year, which is usually considered like the standard average for NFL running backs. Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines are favorite targets for the receiving game. A lot of short dump-off passes to them. 
happen every game. Um, so that's something that the Packers are going to want to make sure of that they tackle well when the situations come up. And then just talking about their receivers, so they have a very deep receiving core. Unlike some teams in the NFL, the, the Colts production is actually pretty spread out among the group. The top two to look out for will be T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr. So a lot of people are familiar with T.Y. Hilton. He's been there several years. He's still decent, but he's definitely not as explosive as he once was. He's battled injuries a lot the last few years, so it'll be interesting to see who the Packers match up on him on Sunday. And then also Michael Pittman Jr. is someone who has a lot of good potential. He has great you know, size, speed, measurables. He's a big receiver, can uh, can probably go deep if they need to. So that's going to be something that the Packers should watch out for. And then just talking about the Colts tight ends, they have – Normally, Jack Doyle is one of them. It sounds like he might not play. He's been a pretty good pass catcher for them the last few years. But now they have Moale Cox and Trey Burton. So Moale Cox is more of a big target. I notice he does have a high yards per catch for a tight end, so maybe look for some throws to him down the field. And then Trey Burton, he's more of a gadget guy. He's got some speed, but he's kind of played on – different positions all around the offense. And then just talking about the Colts offensive line, they probably have one of the best left sides of the line in the NFL with Anthony Costanzo, Quentin Nelson, and Ryan Kelly. They're 23rd in run blocking this year and 8th in pass blocking. So that's something to keep an eye out for as far as Packers should have a little bit easier time against the run than going up against them in the past, but we'll have to see what happens. And then the Colts defense, so like we were saying earlier, they're the strong point of this team. They do have good players on all levels. Probably one of the best pickups in the offseason for any NFL team would have been Demarcus Buckner for the Colts. He's definitely a good uh, physical force on their line. He leads them in quarterback hits and pressures this year. And then as far as other players to look out for, Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker, and Bobby Okikre are all very high in the tackle column for them this year, which is usually a good sign for defenses if if your linebackers are leading you in tackles. Then the secondary, they do have Xavier Rhodes, so a lot of Packer fans are familiar with him from the Vikings. He's seemed to be playing better this year than he was last year. Um, and then they do have a couple other guys in the secondary to look out for, like Malik Hooker and then uh, Rocky Sin, who was – they're both high draft picks. Uh, Malik Hooker would have been as a cornerback, and then Rocky Sin is a safety. So be on the lookout for them. And then overall, they do have a good pass rush with DeForest Buckner, and then they also have a defensive tackle, Danico Autry, who's gotten some good – amount of sacks this year for them. And then also they have Justin Houston, uh, who most people are familiar with him from the Chiefs. He's not as you know young as an young as young and as explosive as he was with the Chiefs, but he's still someone to look out for for the Packers. And then just something interesting I found on special teams. So last year we all know Adam Vinatieri's had a had a great career in the NFL, but he really struggled a lot with Field goals and extra points, so they ended up bringing in Rodrigo Blankenship from Georgia. He's been a very good kicker for them this year, so if the game does come down to a kick, um, you know, that could be a 
a good thing for the Colts. And then also Isaiah Rogers was second in kick return average this year. And I'm not sure if he's going to play based on the injury report, but you know, the Packers, they need to make sure they cover punts and kicks better than they have been this year. So hopefully they can do that. Yeah, I think uh, you gave a great breakdown of the Colts as far as their personnel, uh, both offensively and defensively there. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Isaiah Rogers, uh, be paying attention for that injury report too as we head closer to game time because he's on the injury reports. And then uh, also for the Colts, another player who's on there from a defensive side that you kind of notice Kamako Ture too, who is also another uh, defender that uh, definitely uh, can can make some noise uh, for them too, in addition to everybody else on their injury report. So hopefully uh, all these players are able to play. Uh, I mean, any injury report, you want as many players uh, to play as possible, but uh, definitely uh, be, be looking out for that again because that'll definitely be a, a factor as far as I mean, each team has a next man up mentality like you are supposed to in any sport. But with if, if you're without a key player, it does hurt you um, in some way. And you kind of do your best to, to make up for it. And then you talked about the kicking game there for the Colts, uh, Mark. And uh, if it does come down to a kick, another thing I want to bring to the attention. A lot of you probably already know this. But uh, the game will be played in, in Indianapolis, which is indoors. So there won't be any weather factor as far as it's in a dome so uh, it'll be pretty controlled environment and uh so as as far as that goes it, it should be a clean um game as, as far as the kicking and 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 everything and it'll, it'll just come down to the accuracy of the kickers basically because it's not going to be windy or anything like that where that's another factor with kicks so uh, that'll be something to look out for and then the packers as a lot of Packer fans know, and a lot of people know, uh, they're they are a very good indoor team. They're uh, showing that in the past. I mean, we've saw seen in the previous uh, seasons with Aaron Rodgers, most notably, has a lot of really good games in indoor uh, stadiums. So, in addition to playing everywhere else that he plays, so uh, definitely, hopefully for Aaron, he can have another really good game indoors. But uh, without further ado, I do want to switch gears uh, with Mark to the Packers personnel and Mark can talk a little bit about that. And then I'll give my uh, thoughts there and then we will take another audio break and then we will get to keys to the game and predictions. So Mark, I will turn it over to you for the Packers personnel offensively and defensively. Yeah. So just talking about the Packers on offense here, uh, Devonte Adams, probably the, the biggest story of the week as far as if he's going to play or not. Obviously, it's a huge loss if he cannot play, especially going up against the Colts' talented defense. Uh, Alan Lazard is activated, but it sounds like he may not play this week. So it's going to be up to other guys to step up. Uh, last week was a really great game from MVS, not just with the, the deep touchdown pass, but he had some other good um, catches where he seemed to have better chemistry with Aaron Rodgers when things broke down. Um with Rodgers scrambling and finding MVS. So this week they're going to definitely have to try to stop the pass rush to give Rodgers time to throw, like I mentioned earlier, with people like DeForest Buckner and Justin Houston. 
last thing you want is have something like happened in the Buccaneers game where Rodgers was under pressure a lot. And um, the nice thing also with this game, like Adam mentioned, being indoors, the Packers don't have to worry about dealing with the elements so they can feel free to let it fly down the field if they need to. And uh, it'll be a fast track for some of their speedsters like MVS and Aaron Jones. Going to need to have a good rushing game to temper the pass rush. So I would hopefully Matt LaFleur implores some more of a quick passing game to some of the tight ends and some of the running backs that they did earlier in the year, which is when they were having the most success to kind of keep the pass rush at bay. And then... The Colts probably are the best defense the Packers have seen this year besides Tampa Bay. So they have a very talented front seven and lots of quick defenders. So it'll be important for the Packers to not shoot themselves in the foot with penalties or drop balls or turnovers like we've kind of seen here and there the last few weeks. And then any thoughts as far as the Packers on offense, Adam? Yeah, I think offensively they just need to uh, probably play their best game. I mean, it's easier said than done, but they're really going to need to bring it, uh, as mentioned before, uh, against the Colts because that's that's a very stingy defense. And uh, I think if Lafleur can run some some of his jet motion and keep doing that, uh, that'll be really good because. Uh, a, a real dynamic, uh, innovative play caller is definitely really good uh, for the Packers, and it's been a really good thing to have uh, Matt Lafleur uh, as head coach, and he's had uh, great success so far, and hopefully he'll continue to have really good success. And Frank Reich for the Colts, their head coach, is kind of a little bit in that same uh, thought process as far as he's a very innovative thinking play caller. He came from the Eagles. He was the offensive coordinator there uh, under Doug Peterson when you know Doug Peterson was their head coach, and he still is, but uh, he was on Doug Peterson's staff, and then he got a head coaching uh, job with the Colts, and uh, he's he's done uh, fairly well uh, so far with the Colts, and uh, they made it to the playoffs a few years ago. Uh, they I believe they lost early on, but they still, you know, he's, he's put a lot of good things in for them offensively. And I did want to uh, kind of bring that up as far as I know we're talking Packers offense, but I did want to bring up an aspect of the Colts as far as their head coach. And he's more of an offensive minded coach, but going back to the Packers and their offense, just get the run game going as much as you can and maybe throw a few trick plays out there. Cause those are always fun to watch. Although sometimes coaches are very hesitant when they call them because it, it takes the right situation to call it and you don't want defenses knowing it's coming. So uh, it's definitely a play that uh, gets used rarely, but when it does and it works, it's fun to watch. Uh, and then I think it'll be good to for the Packers to uh, keep throwing it to Devontae Adams because he's one of the best receivers in the game and uh, probably one of the best one-on-one receivers against opposing cornerbacks. So uh, just – Keep doing your thing, and uh, I think uh, they should be in a good spot offensively. And then one more thing offensively for both teams and just offensively in football. Uh, you brought up penalties. I think that's a good point as far as penalties are another thing, much like special teams that aren't necessarily thought of a lot, but uh, they, they can provide, um, if they're 
really standing out and there's a lot of penalties and it's really costing you, that can be another deciding factor as far as who wins the game or not. And uh, hopefully both teams, and more so for the Packers, uh, can kind of play, play, play a clean game as much as possible. And they'll probably have a few penalties. I mean, every team mostly does every game. I uh, don't really see a lot of penalty-less games, but just be as good as you can in, in that aspect too, in addition to the rest of your offense, and you should be uh, in a good spot. So, Mark, uh, continue on with the Packers defense. Yeah, so the Packers defense is going to have a couple things to look out for. First, as of any, yeah, as as going up against any opposing offense, you're going to want to get to the quarterback. Phillip Rivers, he does not have much mobility, so that should help out the Packers. You'd like to see more blitzing from the Packers and maybe get him off his spot. And like to see more of a Sean Gary. He's had a couple of of good games this year as far as getting the quarterback. And Preston Smith has had a little bit of a down year as far as holding up against the run and rushing the passer. So I think maybe give some more opportunities for Rashawn Gary. And something to look out for in this matchup is going to be who is going to win the pre-snap matchup. So it would be Phillip Rivers against probably Christian Kirksey or one of the linebackers. But one of the things that I've noticed in Mike Penton's tenure is usually veteran quarterbacks have had more success against his defenses. There are some times where Penton does not really mix up his looks a lot, which, you know, if, if Rivers knows what's coming and he can make an adjustment at the line, then that's probably not going to bode well for the Packers. So just kind of look out for that before each play, you know, how much audibling and stuff is going on. And uh, it's always a good chess match to watch. But uh, like I was saying earlier, definitely it's important to tackle the running backs on dump offs and to stop the yards after catch. The guys have the, the Colts have some good players for yards after they catch like Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman and T Y Hilton. And uh, hopefully the Packers can get Kevin King back and Jair Alexander. This is probably the best passing attack they've seen since the Buccaneers game. So it'll be really great to have everybody back and healthy like they were at the beginning of the year. And then watch out for tight ends in the red zone. So Moale Cox is a big target for them. And then also I think Moale Cox is 6'7 or 6'8. He's actually a former college basketball player. So you can imagine if Philip Rivers might try to throw it to him in the red zone. And then Michael Pittman is 6'4", so that's always something to look out for as well down in the red zone. And um, the Colts are middle of the road in uh, takeaways, and then also they're pretty good as far as not giving the ball away too much. And uh, Frank Reich is, is an aggressive coach. He is part of Doug Peterson's staff a few years ago on the Eagles, and I think some of his philosophies have translated to his time with the Colts. He is usually one to go for it on fourth down if if he has to. He's not afraid to do it. So who knows what will happen tomorrow, but that's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, Adam, what do you think about the Packers on defense this week? Yeah, I think I wholeheartedly agree with your uh, comment there on Rashawn Gary, and he's really played well. Uh as you mentioned recently for the Packers and hopefully he keeps uh, that up because he was obviously a first round pick a few years ago for them uh, out of Michigan. And uh, he's 
a, a really good talent. He can play both with his uh, foot in the ground or foot in the dirt, and then also uh, at linebacker too. Uh, he's he's kind of a a little bit of a player that's very versatile uh, on the defense for uh, Mike Penn's uh, group, and then also uh, Kenny Clark. I mean, Kenny Clark is one of the best defensive tackles in the game, and uh, he certainly got paid on uh, the offseason this past offseason like it as he should. It's he's very well deserving, but uh, um, you know, he's he's not one that gets a lot of the the accolades or I mean he does as far as awards but like he doesn't get a lot of attention because defensive linemen are in the trenches and all that but he always does pretty consistent good work uh up front and uh and look for that to continue for him hopefully and then linebacking wise Zadarius Smith has been pretty good so far this year uh he hasn't like stood out like he did last year as far as they signed him and he had a great year just like Preston Smith but he's been pretty consistent Preston Smith, like you mentioned, Mark has had a little bit of a down year uh, for Packers, but he's still a really good player, and uh, hopefully he can kind of get back on track uh, in this Colts game. And then uh, additionally, you know, I, I think that uh, they'll need to kind of prepare for, for in most cases, to be on the field for all four downs because you mentioned Frank Reich usually likes to go for it on fourth down. If it's fourth and manageable or anything like that, he'll probably go for it. Uh, which is a little bit interesting. I mean, I know that you want to be aggressive, and I understand if you want to go for it a lot if you have a bad kicker, but Rodrigo Blankenship's been a pretty good kicker so far this year. So uh, it's a little bit shocking as far as if they're in field goal range, then, you know, probably kick, kick the three and uh, take that. But again, if it's manageable, then you might as well go for it. And obviously, anytime you're on offense, you want six points plus the extra point with seven. Uh, being successful instead of three. So uh, it's kind of a interesting balance you have to play there as, as far as a play caller. But uh, hopefully the Packers can uh, change the script a little. As you mentioned, Mark, they were struggling when Phillip Rivers was with the Chargers last year. Phillip Rivers was able to uh, pick them apart. So hopefully it's not a similar story this year uh, for the Packers going against him. But we'll see what happens. Uh, as you mentioned, the Colts have a lot of different playmakers and uh, as you probably noted already, but uh, Jonathan Taylor, the rookie running back out of the Badgers uh, out of Wisconsin is uh, going to be playing and he'll, uh, you know, be a factor as far as uh, that goes in addition to the rest of their offense. And Michael Pittman's been a pretty good uh, rookie for them too. So they're, they're a good team. I mean, they're, they're a really good uh, legitimate team and uh, it should be a good game. Uh, come Sunday as we approach closer to kickoff uh, again at 325 p.m. Central Time on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. So we have previewed the game so far and we will wrap it up with our predictions in the next portion of this episode of my podcast for Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandle. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead and closing out another episode of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Van Handel, and in this episode, we have previewed, as far as me and a special guest, Mark Trunk, the Packers versus Colts game coming up on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020, at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Again, the Packers are 7-2 and 2 in first in their division. The Colts are 6-3 and 3 in first in their division. 
and we have uh, gotten into the meat and potatoes in the last segment for the personnel uh, for both teams and giving a good deep dive there, a good uh, kind of look at all angles uh, in that facet for the game ahead. And then in the first segment, uh, we gave the overview as far as injury report, favorite records, and uh, everything else that we talked about there. So without further ado, I will turn it over to Mark for his keys to the game uh, and then his prediction. And then I will close out with my prediction and keys. And then we will um, have another preview in for another Packer game for Big A Sports Show. So, Mark, what are your keys and predictions for the game on Sunday? Yep, so a couple keys. The first one is going to be get off to a fast start. I think the Packers will not be able to get down like they did last week against the Colts, whether it be especially if they they get down more than 10 points in the first half, it's going to be hard to come back with the Colts pass rush and defense. And the second, I would say turnovers rivers, Phillip rivers is more turnover prone than Aaron Rodgers. So you'd hope that that goes Packers way tomorrow. That could definitely be the difference between these two teams are pretty even as far as talent. And then third would be get Aaron Jones going because without, if Devonte Adams doesn't play, Packers are going to need someone to step up and take a lot of the load uh, that Devontae was carrying as far as yardage and all that. And as far as what I think overall in the game, just due to the Colts' physical defense, this game is going to be lower scoring than usual. But there is some good news for the Packers. Rodgers does well in domes, and they don't have to worry about the crowd noise this time being a factor. And uh, I think if Devante and Jair and Kevin King don't play, it'll be tough for the Packers to win. But if they do, if they all play, I would feel much better. The Colts injury report is a lot smaller than the Packers. But I think the Packers can get some turnovers from Rivers, and I do trust Rodgers more in clutch time than Phillip Rivers. So I'll say the Packers somehow pull this out 24-21 on a Mason Crosby field goal at the buzzer to win it. I looked up the box score last time they played is in 2012. Crosby missed a field goal at the end of regulation. The Packers lost that game, but I think it'll be a close game. And I'll just say Mason Crosby wins it on a buzzer beater, 24, 21 Packers. Yeah. As you mentioned, I know earlier I talked about how this is the Packers toughest test. And I will bring up earlier in the year, they did face Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. And uh, they didn't do very well in that test. Obviously, they got kind of blown out at Tampa. So that was another tough test for them. But this is a tough test as far as just it being an, an additional one. But uh, the, a more recent uh, tough test uh, as far as their last few games they've won against. Uh, definitely respectable NFL teams because anybody's has a, a good NFL team uh, as far as maybe not record-wise, but... Uh, they're all capable if they're playing up to their level. So uh, I think that uh, my keys to the game will be to really try and not let Philip Rivers have as much success as he did last year against them when Philip was on the Chargers. And I know that's easier said than done, but uh, you have to kind of contain him as much as possible. And he's a good veteran, experienced NFL quarterback, so he, he's going to get his. Uh, but uh, you, you just can't let him throw for 400 yards or anything like that because then if you're talking about that, then you could be 
uh, staring down at a Packer loss uh, as far as that goes. Even more so. I mean, you could be regardless if you don't play up to it and you still throw for like 200 yards. But I'm just saying he, he can't throw for 400 yards and you might be able to still win in that instance, but it's probably least likely. And then the Colts, as you mentioned, Mark, have really good running backs. They have three running backs that they can uh, really rely on in Hines. Wilkins and then Jonathan Taylor. So they're they're impressive not only rushing wise but in the uh, receiving game and then their receivers are legitimate and it's it's going to be a battle. And then not to mention their defense is the first in the league. So it, it, they're going to have their hands full and everything. And I do want to mention that uh, within the media, I know Rogers kind of alluded to and I'm paraphrasing, but uh, like a few weeks ago, he he kind of said you know he's he's played a lot of really good uh, people. Uh, as far as that goes, I believe he talked about it on a on a he's on usually weekly in the Pat McAfee show. Uh, he kind of alluded to it as far as Fred Warner is probably one of the better linebackers he's faced, and uh, Darius Leonard, the linebacker for the Colts, kind of took note of that, and he's like, yeah, "I'm going to put that in my mental memory because I'm going to kind of show you on Sunday, hey, I'm I'm very legit, legitimate too," which I think Rogers knows. I mean, he's a very smart. Uh, player and quarterback i mean it's pretty impressive how smart he is but uh he he knows darius leonard's legitimate but uh it's just kind of a competitive thing that that these players are always looking to to have uh, in addition to just being competitive in, in and of itself for them so it'll be an interesting game uh and the packers hopefully can win the game uh, it's been a tough kind of way for me to think about this because i've been going back and forth on it all week as if i think that the packers are going to win or not but i'm going to say that they're going to win i think that they're going to pull it out and this is putting my fandom towards them aside this is just a critical look of them again for mark too it's a critical look for them putting his fandom aside I'm, i think that the packers are able to win i think as for a score probably 23 to to 20 I'll say uh and I, I think that uh Mason Crosby will, will uh be the factor late in the game and they'll be able to win but uh it should be a close game all the way through and uh hopefully Packers come out on top but the only way to know is to watch on Sunday so we have previewed the game uh for Packers Colts and That'll about do it. Uh, Mark, if you have any last thoughts, uh, give those. Otherwise, I'll wrap it up. Yep, I'm just excited to see the game tomorrow. I think it'll be a matchup of two really good teams, and hopefully, if we're all lucky, they'll play again in the Super Bowl. Yes, definitely. I think uh, I agree with your comments there, and uh, it should be a good battle. So we'll be watching on Sunday in addition to – any of you listeners out there that uh, probably will be watching and then everybody else. And next week, uh, be paying attention for another loaded week of podcasts for Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. In addition to everything else I do in the future uh, for my podcast, there's something on the side that's fun to do for me always. And uh, if you've missed any of my recent podcasts, you can scroll back and uh, look in the episode log and then... Uh, enjoy this episode what you just did and then all my uh, future episodes but uh again another edition of big a sports show i'm your host adam van handel and it's available anywhere you get your podcasts
So thanks for listening and have a great rest of your weekend.